You are listening to audio from Enon Students, the student ministry of Enon Baptist Church located in Morris, Alabama. For more information about our ministry or how to get involved, please visit our website at enonbc.org students. Uh, tonight, I believe it's going to be good. I, I believe tonight that we're going to be able to look at something that I think is a huge, um, is a huge issue and has actually grown even since I was in high school and, and uh, even since the development of the smartphone, uh, that what we're going to talk about tonight, I think, affects us. Um, how many sixth graders I got in the room? Sixth graders. Uh, how many seniors do I have in the room? Seniors. So here's the deal. From sixth grade to senior, I believe it affects you. Um, Last week, uh, you know, we've been talking this idea of uh, kingdom come since D now to now, like, and throughout the rest of the semester and into the summer, we're going to be talking about, we're going to be talking about kingdom come. And what does that look like? If we want God's kingdom to come, it's going to manifest itself through the proclaiming of the gospel and by the actions of, um, and by the actions of those who are kingdom citizens, which are you and I, if you're redeemed and you've been born again. And really, I love this idea. There's a, there's a man named uh, John Mark Comer, um, and he, he's, an, he's a pastor and a writer. And in a book, um, he, he talks about this. And, um, one of the ways that you can define uh, a, dis, a, a disciple of Jesus, right? You, you, we use that word a lot, but, but another word that could be used, another good word, when we talk about followers of Jesus, another good word um, that you can use for disciple is Apprentice. Any Star Wars fans in the house? Any Star Wars fans? Okay. Okay, so um, you have, uh, what, what do you know about an apprentice? What do you, you know, so when you have an apprentice, what do they do? They follow their master. Uh, when their master does something, they do it. They try to imitate what their master does. Uh, that's their goal, is to imitate what their master does, um, and they eat when their master eats, they sleep when their master sleeps, they, and they, they follow the ways of the master. Why? Because the apprentice knows, you're an apprentice because you're following and trying to mimic and imitate the ways of your master. Um, and, and, and so uh, this idea that you and I, as kingdom people, are doing our very best to imitate the ways of our king. To imitate the ways of Je- that we want to be apprentices to him. And how do we do that? Um, the greatest way for us to learn the ways of Jesus is how Jesus tells us to live like himself in the Sermon on the Mount. And so um, that's why this is so important. If you want to learn the ways of Jesus, dive into the Sermon on the Mount. That's what we've been in. And, and we, we talked last week about anger. And anger had just really uh, taken off of uh, when we talked about Christ fulfilled the law. They didn't come to abolish it, but he came to fulfill it. And remember, we're in these six, uh, these six sections right here where you're going to hear, you've heard it said, and he'll say something, that the scribes and Pharisees would have said, here's, here's what you're supposed to abide by. Here is the action, the rule that you're supposed to obey. And Jesus is going to say, but I tell you, and then Jesus looks at the heart. He doesn't look at just keeping the letter of the law. He looks at your heart behind your obedience. And, and, he, and, he, and he widens the scope of what these laws are that the scribes and Pharisees have put, put in place. So remember, last week we talked about, um, you've heard it said, do not commit murder. But I tell you that um, if you have a problem with your brother, what, you've committed murder already in your heart? And remember, Jesus said, listen, if you're mad at somebody, if you've got anger against your brother, if your fellowship is broken, if you're insulting your brother, if, if, if you're, he went through and he widened the scope 
of what that law meant. And he didn't just take it higher, he took it deep. He, he took it deep into the depths of our heart because what we need to do is not just live skin-deep rule following. It needs to be something that penetrates to our heart. And so tonight we talk about lust. And lust is the, is the next one in the chain. It's four verses. And here's the deal. This is one that, is going to in, that you are going to encounter no matter what stage of life that you're in. Um, and we're in a culture right now, and we're in a time that at your fingertips... Your greatest lustful thoughts and desires can be satisfied temporarily with just your phone, um, with what you watch on Netflix, um, with what you watch on Amazon Prime, uh, with what you, what you do on the Discover page of Instagram. Um, by what, and, and you know that because of what your, even like your TikTok feed is, is with all the algorithms, the things that you constantly go to uh, and, the, and, the, and the things that you constantly like to look at other people wear and, or lack thereof. Listen, it's gonna be easy for you to find this. More so uh, than even, you know, I grew up with internet, right? Now, we got our internet in the mail, um, and so uh, we, we had, you're like, what? Yeah, we got our internet in the mail. So uh, we, we couldn't just, you know, we, had, we had to wait for the disc to come, like AOL 10 or whatever. And thank you, elderly people in the back. Um, and so, because um, we are ancient. And uh, remember, when we had internet, you could not, your mom couldn't be on the phone while you're on the internet or just canceled the thing out. It was, a, it was pretty horrific. And so... Um, but even now, we didn't have smartphones. Uh, we didn't have that access. Um, uh, good Lord, if you wanted to even look up something bad on your, on your uh, computer, it'd take four hours for it to load anyways. And so it was just terrible. Internet was terrible. And so um, at one point, if you wanted to fuel your lustful thoughts and temptations, and like with pornography, you'd have to go down to uh, the store and buy it, um, which... People see car at the store now. All you have to do is ask Siri, and she'll go fetch it for you. And so it's at our fingertips. And lust is something that affects us all. And it's something that is a sin that so easily entangles. And so what we need to do is we need to approach this time with much prayer and humility. Um, because it, this is not just a male issue. Uh, this is a human issue. Um, this affects us all. And so let me pray for us, and we're going to dive in. God, in Jesus' name, we ask that you would please be with us. Uh, God, our minds are um, under attack. Our hearts and our passions and our desires, God, they war against us, and our flesh rages against us in a culture that wants us to um, have every impulse be honorable and great and whatever you feel is your real truth. God, I pray that those lies would be banished tonight. God, I pray that you would put in us understanding and God, that we would see the enemy for who he is and God, that tonight we would leave here with a greater hatred of sin and an unbelievable appreciation for the blood of Jesus that liberates us from the bondage of that sin. God, be with us as we read your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So let me read this to you, and then we're gonna go into it. There's very strong language in here, and so I have to explain this, especially for our middle schoolers. You'll understand, especially our middle school boys. You'll understand here in a second. Verse 27 of Matthew chapter five says this. You have heard, it, you heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. 
But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than, uh, than that your whole body go into hell. One of you boys are going, oh my goodness, this sermon's about me. You're just trying to, you're just gnawing at your own wrist. And so here's the deal. This language is exceptionally strong. Uh, and if you're wondering what lust is, it's, it's this strong, here's the deal. When you lust after something, um, uh, the best way I can explain it uh, is by using, I think, one of the greatest examples, um, vampires, okay? Um, uh, there's a time, um, there's a great theologian, um, whoever made Twilight, and um, Twilight was the thing for me. Listen, I, listen some of y'all going, judging me with vampires and werewolves, and you, you watched The Wizards of Waverly Place, okay? So we all have a dark past. So um, uh, I was trying to court a girl, okay? And so I, I watched all the Twilight movies, and there was this time where uh, Bella was, um, had finally, uh, she was going to die, uh, listen, I, and it's this thing, I'm not gonna go into it, but she was having a vampire baby. Anyways, you gotta watch all three movies. So, um, so there's this moment she's gonna die and, and somebody makes her a vampire, okay? You know, I'm not telling you watch these movies, but they're, they're, they're really cheesy, really bad, but anyways. Um, so um, they're not bad, like, content-wise. They're just bad, just not good movies. Anyways, and so, like, just poorly done. Anyways, so she becomes a vampire. And it, there's this moment where she cannot control, like, listen, she has to eat like a goat or something. Like she, like, she can't function. She can't have a normal conversation because what does she have? She has this bloodlust, right? She, it, it's overwhelming. It's overpowering. It's this unbelievable desire for blood. And so she, like, eats a goat or something. Um, and, or, or like a, you know, a, a tiger. I don't know. She, gets, she eats a... So there's this moment where she is so overwhelmed with desire for this thing that she gives into it. Um, and, and it just is overtaking. One of the things is, is when we lust, it is not for blood and killing animals, hopefully. Um, there's therapy for that. But... but uh, it is, what lust is, is this overwhelming, over, uh, overwhelming, overcoming um, uh, sexual desire. So when you look at somebody with lust, you look at them with sexual intent and sexual imagination. And you let that run wild. Um, uh, so, uh, so you're looking at them not just as a person, but um, oftentimes if you even study the brain, the human brain, um, uh, if you study the human brain, that lust almost distorts and turns people into objects. Um, it, 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 it is a craving of your flesh that was once beautiful and great in the confines of marriage, especially as we see that in Adam and Eve in the garden, that Satan perverts. And remember, we were given dominion and now our passions rule over us. Ephesians 2 would tell us this, that we were dead in our, in our flesh, Right? And one of the reasons we were dead is because we gave in to what? The passions of our flesh and the desires of our heart. And those things were always bent towards something evil. And so lust is something that we do. It may, and here's the deal. It may not be that you have a, a necessarily a, a pornography addiction, which, by the way, ladies, that's not just a guy thing. That's, that's raising um, uh, even among young ladies. 
And, and so it's this idea that our eyes and our hearts are bent towards the sexual perversion and looking at people with, with, with sexual intent. And why do we talk about this? Why? Because remember what he said. He said, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. Remember what the Pharisees are doing here. They're explaining this. They're explaining this. Hey, listen, do not, do not, uh, do not have sex or do not be involved with somebody else outside of your marriage. Do not commit adultery. And everybody's like, I can, I can tow that line. I can tow that line. But what it didn't, what it didn't happen to do, it basically this, um, uh, an affair, an adulterous affair, committing adultery is just a symptom. And what the Pharisees were doing were they were setting up all these things to, to, to deal with symptoms, but they never dealt with the source. And so what they're doing is, is just don't have, don't have an affair, don't have an affair, don't have an affair. And what did they miss? They always miss the heart. That's why Jesus was so consistent in saying this. But I tell you that everyone who looks at a woman or Man with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her or him in his heart. Remember, he, he says it's not, just, it's not just your actions, it's the intent of your heart. He takes it from surface level to the very person of who you are. He said, no, 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 it's not just if you go into the act of adultery, it is your source. Listen, adultery is a symptom, the source is your heart. Your heart is where those adulterous thoughts and actions come from. And listen, it is difficult. It's difficult. It's all around us. It's all around us. By uh, the way that we dress and our dress gets, uh, all of our uh, wardrobes get smaller and smaller. And the new fashions are basically like napkins for people. I don't understand it. Um, uh, there's this, uh, listen, there's even a, a rise among our believing brothers and sisters who uh, men, are, men are like, hey, who cares? It's my body. Uh, if, women, if women have lustful thoughts, that's their problem. And women all the same. This is my body. I can do however I want. I can show off as much of it as I possibly can. It's you need to have more self-control. You, listen, I can post any bikini pic I want. I can, listen, I can do all that kind of stuff. I can, I can wear as short of a, uh, as shorts as I want. It's your problem for having lustful thoughts. That's on you. I can show you my body. And I, listen, it doesn't, that's not on me. We've become this weird thing where we're not protecting each other. We're, listen, our sisters are not protecting our brothers. Our brothers are not, are not protecting the hearts of our sisters. Listen, we're girls. You, you, there's a temptation physically. Our guys, uh, listen, you guys think that some of you boys with bellies are going, oh, it ain't me. I, listen, I, I ain't no girl ever looked at me. I just look like, I look like Patrick Starr. Just got up after rock. <laughs> but listen, remember, girls function differently. So it may not be your body, but the way you communicate to them and the way that you toy with them emotionally, and you're like, that's on them. <laughs> listen, I wasn't, in, I wasn't being serious. That, listen, I was, I, we could date. That's, listen, they, they're the ones who got attached emotionally because girls, remember, you, you attach on an emotional level. Listen, you don't believe that. Look at my wife. She, she didn't marry me for my good looks. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, so listen, 
what causes people to lust oftentimes is not even, um, is not necessarily the outward. For girls, a lot of it is the way that you attach on an emotional level. And so as, as young ladies, we, we ask, hey, you know, to help a brother out, modesty is helpful. Young men, to help your sisters out, protecting and, uh, and, not, and not perverting their hearts, help a sister out. Listen, we, we struggle here. We struggle here. Um, we, we know exactly, listen, if you, if, you don't, if you don't believe me, look on Instagram. Look, look, at, look at where you get your most comments. You, you guys know, and look where you get the most feedback, young men. You guys know how to push each other's buttons and how to tempt each other to the line. They've created all social medias for it. And so we are in a, we are in a generation that wants us to give in to our greatest passions, our greatest desires, even if they're perverted and wrong, it's a time to give in. And, G, and, and listen, a lot of the time you'll say, as long as, it, yeah, as long as you don't act on it, it's okay. Jesus says, no, 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 I care about your heart. And what is conceived in your heart will ultimately take place of your mind. And what is conceived and treasured in your heart and pursued by your heart will ultimately take the throne of your heart. It will take the throne of your mind and, it'll, and it'll, will, will pervert what God made good. And so... We have this issue. Man, we have this issue. Um, and, and, and God knows this. And Jesus knows this. Listen, they didn't even have these things. They didn't even have the secret shows on Netflix and Amazon Prime. They didn't even have uh, the pornography business like we do now. That's a multi-billion dollar business. They don't even have that. And yet... Jesus spoke to him because lust has been an issue since the very beginning. Since the fall of man, lust has been an issue. The desires of our hearts to look on somebody else, and some, uh, another person, and say, if I can get that, it satisfies me. What a perversion. What a perversion. And it messes with your very heart. It messes with your heart. And so, um, here, here's what Jesus says here. If, if, you, um, if you look at a woman with lust, um, you have already committed adultery with her in your heart. So I want to look at three different things tonight. First, when we look at our hearts. Um, our hearts are huge. Listen, what our hearts go after, what our desires go after, it controls us. What you pursue in your desires is who you will become. It is who you are. What you pursued in your desires today is who you are today. What you've pursued in your heart. If, if listen, um, uh, Lamar Odom has a, has a, has a great story. Um, Lamar Odom has a great story um, of how he was addicted to pornography. So much so that he would have to look at it before games and even when they went back into the locker room. And it was a huge addiction. And for, and, and can I be honest with you? Just, let's just be honest. I know this is a weird subject. I, I understand that. But Jesus didn't shy away from it. Statistically speaking, a ma- there's a chance that a majority of you struggle with this. There's a, there's a chance that in the seats right now, there is a large portion of you that struggle with this from one degree to another. And it may be that, you, um, that it's via a phone uh, it may be that it's in the relationship that you're in right now with a, with a significant other. 
But in some way, shape, or form, we are struggling with this, um, either um, by the phone, like with, with pornography or whatever that is, or we're struggling with it because we're uh, giving into it in a relationship in some way, shape, or form. It's affecting us. Listen, when it comes to pornography addiction, uh, there, is, there is very little difference between lost people and Christian people when it comes to uh, uh, per- pornography intake. You know that pornography is on the rise and is at all-time highs right now among pastors. That it is at an all-time high among pastors. Um, that uh, it, at an alarming rate, we're beginning to see pastors, um, either mega churches or even small churches, who are being disqualified from ministry because of giving in to the lust of their heart and having affairs. Um, it, it's happening. Listen, adultery is, has affected my family as a whole, like my extended family, um, in ways that I can't even tell you. The ramifications have been hugely detrimental to my family. Um, that's why me and Meredith, we're just like, not chance. You're with me forever, okay? Uh, you're not going anywhere. And uh, my brother famously said this. He said, baby, I love you. And I know I'll never cheat. I know you'll never cheat, but if somehow Satan gets a hold of us, the gun has two bullets, one for the other person and one for me. So you just know that. Um, and, uh, and, and so, like, listen, my bro- like, we're, we're serious. We've, we've, we've experienced it in, in our families. My, my, my dad, it's just uh, Meredith's, Meredith's family's experienced that. Um, they're actually, her extended family is going through that right now. Um, they're just riddled by it. Because lust destroys the intent of your heart. You think it's just something secret. Something secret birthed in your heart will always lead to death. Listen, it will always lead to death. That's why Ephesians 2 tells us when we were dead in our sins, that's what we were ruled by. And it's what made us dead. It doesn't give us life and it never satisfies. It's our heart and it's always birthed in our heart. It's always birthed in our heart. So we've got to be people who are fiercely protective of our hearts and, 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 and very well aware of the things that would try to entangle us and the sin that would so easily entangle us. We've got to be people who are protective of our heart. And if we're going to be people who are protective of our heart, two things need to happen, especially when it comes to lust. And those are the next two points. We need to be protective of our hearts but we also need to be fiercely protective of our eyes. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better for you to lose one of your members than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. This is hyperbole, okay? Um, this, he's, not really talking about, um, he's not really talking about gouging out your eye, okay? Um, uh, there's a, there was once this religious man who struggled with lust greatly, with, with sexual desire, and he could not overcome it. He could not do it. He just, it was so powerful. He beat himself. Man, he beat himself with whips and would, and would, and would hurt himself because he was just, he could not overcome it. And he, 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 he took this literally. He actually would roll around, no joke, he would roll around in naked in broken glass because he thought if he could just hurt his flesh enough, he would stop. And what happened was, is that he found out very quickly what Jesus has said, that one, it's in your heart. And even if you don't have your eyes, 
it is still conceived in your heart, but your eyes don't help. And so what with our eyes, what are our eyes? They're receptacles to take in. And so when we look with our eyes, if we're not careful with our eyes, listen, if we are not careful with the movies that we watch, that content's gonna come in. If we're not careful with the TV shows that we laugh at, which, which holiness would weep at, then listen, we're letting that affect our hearts. We've gotta be careful. Listen, I'm not saying be a monk far away from everybody else where you see nothing but trees for the rest of your life, but you need to be fiercely aware and on guard. Why? Because the enemy seeks who he may devour. And through your eyes, he seeks to devour your heart. We've gotta be protective. Listen, listen, you've gotta be careful. Um, and, here, and, and let me just be honest with you. Let me be honest with you. Um, most of you will come to me with relationship issues where you got friends and stuff and maybe you got parents and stuff. Um, that's a majority of what you come to me with. Or, man, I'm struggling to walk with Jesus. And a uh, few of you will ever come to me and say, Dominic, I struggle with pornography and lust. I'm, I, I'm a lustful person. I just can't help it. I can't focus in school. I just... Oftentimes, um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, now, I can tell by your dating relationships. Um, I can tell why if, if lust is something you're giving into. I can really tell by the way you intermingle and how you talk with your dating partner. But, but for the most part, I, I, this is something that is secret. That's why it's always in the dark. That's why it's always something you hide. It's never something that you like to bring into the light. You know things that I don't. I read articles. I, I, I talk to other student pastors because this is an epidemic. Um, sexual perversion, um, sexual activity. You guys, high schoolers, you know, this, it's almost becoming recreational. Um, it's like, hey, what do you want to do after work? We used to play uh, the Nintendo Wii uh, or, or go play Call of Duty. And what do you got? Like, and it's almost becoming, I'm, I'm having students come to me and tell me that, that this is even becoming recreational, uh, that it's, a, it's, it's something you do after work. Like you just give in to these awful, lustful desires. We've got to be very careful about what we allow to fuel our imaginations and our hearts, and that comes from our eyes. So Instagram, you, you can find things on Instagram just like that. If we're going to be serious about being an apprentice of Jesus and being, being serious about the ways of Jesus, the gouging out of your eye is, is intense. But that language means this, that you would rather be blind than to, than to dishonor the Lord. That's what that kind of language is. But listen, you would rather not have an Instagram account because you know what it does and you know what your limits are. You would rather not have an Instagram account than dishonor the Lord. You would, listen, you would rather, you would rather uh, uh, get rid of TikTok. You'd rather get rid of Snapchat. You would rather, you would rather delete those accounts completely and the apps off your phone than you would dishonor the Lord. You would rather take your laptop and turn it into your parents and say, you're going, whoa, whoa, that's really extreme. And you go, it's distracting me from Jesus. It's causing me to sin. It is warring in my soul. What Jesus is saying, there is no length too far when, it's, when, it, when it means killing and putting to death the lustful looking of our eyes. Maybe you need to get rid of YouTube. Maybe you just need to get rid of everything. <laughs> Listen, and you go, Dominic, that's pretty intense. You know, I, you know, 
who cares? Like, who cares if you have to get rid of Instagram? Who cares? Like, who cares if you have to get rid of Snapchat? Like, when you look at the benefit of Snapchat over the unbelievable, unmeasurable goodness of Christ, why would you ever try to go for this one thing that's going to tear you away from him? We've got to be people who are exceptionally uh, vigilant on what we allow to come into our eyes and what we look at. I heard this one guy, um, and he was a, he was a, you know, I love him. He's a good believer, but he, you know, he said some weird things. He, he was very country, and he said, he, he lived by this. And he would go, I, you know what? That's why God gave men sunglasses. Ain't, ain't no, ain't, ain't no problem with looking twice. That's what he'd say. There ain't no problem looking twice. And he goes, and if you wear sunglasses, you can stare and nobody knows it. And I was like, you're such a creeper. But here's the deal. That oftentimes what we do, as long as we don't, as long as we don't act on it, then that's okay. But even in the way that we look, listen, listen, we've got to be careful. Now, listen, guys, I say that about our, our sisters. You can't control what they wear. You can't do that. You can't control what they wear. Goodness gracious, you can't. But you can control where you look. Yeah, I, know, I know that goes, well, that's unfair. They need to help. Listen, we're in an, a lost and dying world. They're, they're pro- like, our, our unbelieving sisters are probably not going to be like, oh, yeah, of, of course. <laughs> of course, I'm so sorry. Um, that's probably not going to happen, okay? Guys, listen, and I, and I know this because we are, we are visual creatures. That's why, that's why there's always cavemen of us, okay? We're visual creatures, um, uh, it, it's just, it draws our eyes. Guys, we, we have it hard. Girls do too. But guys, it, it, listen, our culture is stacked against us when it comes to our sexual desires and our, and our eyes. Guys, you have to fight. Girls, you have to fight too. You have to fight too. And so it, it is difficult. Lust is everywhere and it is a struggle. And it is a fight. So, and remember I said, it's not just our eyes in in, in, in uh, looking at other people, but um, remember, it's also the eyes of our hearts and like, like our emotional state as well for, for our ladies. Um, listen, we've got to protect each other. Man, we've got to protect each other. Um, brothers, you've got to protect your sisters. Sisters, you've got to protect your brothers. They've got enough out there. I'm not talking that you wear them weird burka things that only show your eyes, okay? Now, if you walk in one of those, 10 extra points. I don't know what for, maybe for big night, if you walk in a full burqa, okay? Um, with the coronavirus, that may happen anyway. But um, here, here's my thing, okay? Here, here's my thing. We've got to protect each other. Guys, you, listen, you need to be fierce in the protection of your sister's heart. You've got to be fierce in that because that's where they're going to stumble. And listen, girls will also stumble in their, in their eyes too. They, they'll, they'll, they'll search out. That's why pornography's up with women too. But a majority, it's, it's an emotional lust. It's an emotional lust. Ladies, you've got to protect your brothers. You've got to protect them. You know what gets them. You've got to know. It's, physical, it's, it's, it's being able to see. And so we've got to be protected. We've got to protect each other. At least in the church, because the world don't care about you. They want you to fall and be destroyed. They want you to be sought and devoured. They want, they want lust to be the thing you not the thing that you give up. And so we've got to protect each other. 
Uh, we've got to protect each other to the best of our ability. Now, I'm not saying be crazy and, and listen, only like, like we see ankles, you're out, okay? But just be mindful. That's what I want you to think. And, and that's one of the beautiful things about being brothers and sisters is that we're mindful of each other. Listen, don't forget each other. Be mindful. In the way that you live your life, be mindful. In the way that you talk and you date, be mindful. Because we're more than just individuals. We're brothers and sisters, and we're advancing the kingdom together. So be mindful of each other. So we got to protect our hearts. We've got to protect our eyes, fiercely protect our eyes. There's going to be things that get in, but we, but there, we don't... Those things are going to probably not be by choice, but you can look at things by choice and, and defile your eyes and, and hurt your heart. Not only uh, your heart and your eyes, but also your hands. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it, uh, uh, throw it away, for it is better for you to lose one of your members uh, than that your whole body go into hell. Meaning this, it is much better for you to lose eye and limb than and to pursue a cheap God. It is much better for you to do that and get rid of that and be without an eye and without a hand than pursue and try to seek to be satisfied by a cheap God. In Ephesians, I like Ephesians. We're in, a, in college ministry, so I like it. It talked about being ruled by your passions and desires. In, a, in Ephesus, they had a huge temple to the, to the goddess Artemis. And there was um, temple prostitutes all over the place. So this idea was not foreign to them. They went to sex and they went to uh, giving in and letting lust run free so that they would find their deepest satisfactions met. And what happened? It was only temporary. And so what, ha- what he's telling us is this. We should not seek out these things as our gods because they are cheap. We need to pursue Christ with our hearts, with our eyes, and with our hands. What, so eyes is what we take in. With what we take in, what we listen to, what we see, what we see relationally. But also with our hands, it's what we do. I mean, it's what we do. And so that's what, you know, you want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. It's, it's, it's what we do. We need to keep our hands clean. Man, we need to, listen, uh, and, and part of that is, before you ever get to it, maybe you need to train your hand. Listen, it's really hard to go to Instagram when you have to go to the app store every time. You gotta make sure your hands are clean. Maybe when you go to reach for something, man, I can't. Listen, maybe, maybe you need to be like Paul told Timothy. You, maybe uh, your lustful desires and, uh, come to a pinnacle with, when you're with your, uh, your female or your male friend and you need to flee. You need to be careful. You need to, you need to guard against the, what your hands do. Not only with other people, but also with yourself. Listen, we are a land of self-pleasure. We, it's all about what you can do to give yourself the greatest amount of grat- uh, gratification and, and satisfaction. We have to be fiercely defending about the, what our hands do. Because and here, here's the, when you and I stop pursuing the things of the Lord and stop pursuing him with our hearts, with what we're seeking and what we're doing, we allow the enemy to sneak in. That's why idle minds, idle hearts, idle hands are no good. We've got to constantly be running the race of pursuing after Christ. If not, you would be shocked to find yourself going, I don't know where I got. I don't know how I got here. 
I don't know how I ended up like this. I don't know how I got addicted to this. I, like, I don't understand it. We've got to be people with our hearts, our eyes, and our hands pursuing Christ. Here's what I, here's what I don't want you to do. Um, is I don't want you, I don't want you just to, I don't want your life to just not, pers- is, is your whole life is just not to pursue lust, the terrible game plan. Remember, purple gorilla. Remember, every one of us is thinking about a purple gorilla. And as much as we want to stop thinking about that purple gorilla, bro, I can't stop thinking about that purple gorilla. But today I'm going to stop thinking about purple gorilla. Oh my gosh, I'm thinking about it again. Purple gorilla, um, and all of a sudden, purple gorilla is all we can think about. Why? Because if we spend all of our time just trying to not think about the purple gorilla, then we're going to only think about the purple gorilla. But the best way is, is when you want to think about the yellow dog. I mean, if you think about the yellow dog, what happens is your mind shifts to the yellow dog and not the purple gorilla. And so here's what I want to, send, I want to encourage you here in Christ, is that my, my goal for tonight, listen, my goal for tonight is not that you just go, I'm not going to pursue lust. My goal, and I believe Christ's goal in teaching this is this, don't just with your outward appearance try to uh, 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 pursue me. With your heart and with your eyes and with your hands, you pursue me with everything you've got. It is better to pursue him with your heart. It's better to pursue him with your eyes. It's better to pursue him with your hands. And that's what kingdom people do. They Listen, kingdom people are fiercely defensive of their heart, eyes, and hands. And they're fiercely intentional to put them to work to making, uh, to making much of Jesus and pursuing much of Jesus. It's very difficult. Now listen, it's very difficult for you to pursue your lustful desires and your lustful intent when your eyes are ever on his word, when your heart is meditating on his, on his precepts, when, when your hands are serving others, when, uh, when your eyes are looking at his word, um, when your eyes are, are looking for the lost. When, listen, when, you're, when your hands and heart and eyes are idle, it's so easy to fall to darkness. It's our default position. Darkness is our default. Listen, the flesh in you will rise up into a place that you can't even function. Darkness is the default. That's why we must pursue. It's easy for you to pursue darkness. It's just what you do. It takes intentionality. It takes purpose to pursue after Christ. And that's what we must do. If not, it will ruin you. It will ruin you. I'm not saying sex is a bad thing. Listen, it's awesome. I got three babies. Listen, sex is a great thing. And God has a design for it. Listen, God has given you those desires for one day your future spouse. But to use them outside of those confines, man, I'm telling you, is dangerous. And it will kill you. Jesus is not coming here. Jesus is not talking like this to put us into this box of rules. He's telling us this, just like Ephesians 2 says. But Christ made us alive in him. And he set us with himself in heavenly places. Because where Jesus is, life is abundant. Where Jesus is, life is everlasting. 
And he raises us above the passions and desires of our heart, which what? Made us dead in the first place and devour us fully. Jesus wants us to pursue him with everything we've got. I've sh- shared the story before, but it just goes so well. Um, there was a young man who, um, uh, there was a young man who uh, I was in China with, and, and um, he, uh, we were in different cities. He was in the, the, like, the mountains, and, and he was sharing with unreached people group groups there, and, and um, he came back, and we were all like FaceTiming our, fam- FaceTiming our families or Skyping our families, and, and he had to borrow somebody's computer. And bro had a brand new MacBook when he left. Like when I first, when I saw him six months earlier, he had a brand new MacBook. I was like, bro, what's up? He said, man, when I was on the field, um, listen, he's a missionary. Um, he said, while I was on the field, the enemy got me, man. I gave in to my passions, and man, I, I found myself on the mission field. The enemy doesn't care where you're at, by the way. He doesn't care. You're not so godly that he doesn't come after you. Um, he said, I found myself in my eyes and my heart, in my hands, pursuing my lust. And I found myself one day looking on my computer at pornography. And he, he said, and Matthew chapter 5 came to my mind. And he said, and the Lord convicted me about how, listen, you have no idea how much Jesus dislikes sin. You don't have no idea how much God dislikes sin because of what it does to you. So much so that he would send his son to die on a cross to take the penalty of the sin that you and I choose. He is, he is, and listen, one day he will cast it all into a lake of fire. He hates it. And he loves you so much. And this young man, he said, I couldn't cut off my hand. But he said, I knew what I could do. He took his brand new MacBook about, I don't know, $2,700. His only, his only line of communication home. He didn't have an iPod or anything like that, you know, because we didn't have, like, iPhones. He had, like, an iPod. To, he didn't have that. He knew that if he were to do this, that it would mean that he would have, he would be, he would, he'd be relegated to using his, his friend, like, we all went in twos. And so the guy who he was rooming with, he would have to use his computer. He couldn't just call anytime he wanted to. And he said, but there is nothing more important. There is no greater pursuit of my life than for my heart, hands, and eyes to be fixed in, in, in fixed pursuit of Jesus. So he got a screwdriver. And his idea of cutting off his hand and gouging out his eye was he took that MacBook that he had paid nearly $3,000 and he one screw at a time unscrewed the entire thing. He got tweezers and took apart every chip in there. And he kept it in a bag as, a, and as him saying, God, this is my hand that I've cut off. It does not matter. It does, listen, this is, God, there's nothing more important than you in my life. God, I'm sorry for the times that I've given up and given in to my passions. Oh, God, forgive me. And he cut off his hand. He cut off, he destroyed that back. That's serious. You see, there's no, listen, there is no, and listen, that guy didn't know how to put it back together. That thing was ruined. And so, listen, there is nothing so precious. There's nothing more precious than Jesus in our lives. There's no pursuit more worthy than, with, with, than to give everything that we have than Jesus.
And I know it sounds mundane, but listen, tomorrow you're going to experience it. Tonight you're going to experience it when you're scrolling. You've got to be so, listen, I can't protect you. I pray for you every day. Oh, man, one of my prayers for you guys, and I normally have a list of you guys um, that I have, and I pray for you guys, uh, uh, most of you by name. And one of the things I, I say is keep them pure sexually. That lust would have no power over you. And, and let me be honest. It may feel like it has you. Either you're in a relationship or you're in some sort of addiction or you're in some sort of struggle. It may feel like it's got you. Do not be fooled. Jesus is kind and there is nothing that you struggle with that Jesus has not already overcome. Listen, um, I have a, listen, there is software out there. Um, there, are, there are accountability softwares out there. Um, we have them in our family. I get, I, from 10 years ago, I still get an email every single time. Uh, every, a month, every month, I get an email from a guy. Um, that is his accountability software. That if he were to ever look at something on his phone or his computer, it would send me an email immediately. Um, anything that he would look at that's inappropriate, it sends me an email. It keeps me accountable. We've got to have people we can talk to. We need to have people we can share and go, listen, I struggle with this. Remember, how can we care for each other, brothers and sisters? We can help carry each other's burdens. If you're a guy, I encourage you to share that just with a guy. If you're a girl, I encourage you to share that with a girl. Man, if you're struggling with something. And then, listen, pursue Christ all the more together. Man, if there's something that you've got, if you've got to get rid of your phone and get a dumb phone, get a dumb phone. If you've got to, if, listen, if you need to put your iPad in your parents' room at night, great. If, listen, whatever it is, pursue Jesus. I mean, pursue Jesus. You'll, listen, every time you give in or live in a life of lust, you, listen, and I know sixth, sixth graders and seventh grade, like y'all are entering in, eighth graders and high schoolers, I would dare say that I'm speaking on your level because I understand. This is a struggle for you. This is a struggle. I, 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 I would be thoroughly shocked if any of you were like, no, nope, never even thought of it. Not until now. And I'm thinking of that purple gorilla. Uh, listen, it is a struggle. But here's what I want to encourage you. Um, and here's the tool that I want to give you. I don't want to just say, hey, don't think about it. I want to give you some tools. And this is the tool that I've used. And uh, this is when I have people who struggle with pornography or struggle with lust. Um, I have a group of guys who I talk to about this um, who struggle with this. Three R's. Three R's. Realize, reject, and replace. I've shared this before, and I share it again because it's a good thing. You realize, you, you see where you're going you see where your eyes, your heart, your hands are going. You realize that because you're aware of it. You're aware of it. You know what that is. You know what that situation is. You know that, that TV show. You know, you know what that is that, that does that. And you realize what that is. You, 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 you mark that and you go, hey, that's what that is. You realize you're going there. You reject it. And you reject it in Jesus' name. That's always the best way to do it. Like, I will not. I, in Jesus' name, I will not do this. I will not look at that. In G, listen, in Jesus' name, listen, you may be with a girl, you may be with a guy and go, in Jesus' name, and just leave, okay? It'd be awkward, but that's okay. 
um, uh, in Jesus' name, I got to flee, and then just leave, okay? And, and, and you, you know that weird run that people do? Like that weird run? Like, that's it. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you, Comic-Con over here. And so um, here's it, like, um, so here, here's my thing. Here's my thing. I, that's what I picture, like, in the name of Jesus, and then you just run out like that. Please, if I ever see you running like that, if, I ever, if I'm ever driving, I see you running like that, I'm just going to roll down my window and go, praise God, praise God, and, and just keep driving, my very small steering wheel. So here, you, you realize it, right? You realize, man, I'm going there, or hey, my, me and my girlfriend, we're, we're going there. We've, I realize that. In Jesus' name, I reject that. And then you replace it with something that honors the Lord. Um, it, it may be that you're, that, and listen, just know this, nighttime's not good for you. Okay, um, nighttime's not good for you. This is, this normally happens more at night. Just so you know, more more uh, normally with you guys in the morning, you can't function. Um, and so, nighttime, late at night, either with your significant other or just by yourself with internet galore and Netflix galore. Let me encourage you in something. If you find yourself realize that you see it, that, that you're going there, reject it in Jesus' name and replace it. You want to know a really good thing to replace it with. It's really hard for you to do and, and pursue your lustful desires when you go and you, you seek out and you grab this and, and you go to the Psalms. Listen, oh my gosh. You just go to the Psalms and, and uh, oh, you're, you're sitting there and go, <laughs> um, I, cry, I, I cry aloud to, to, to God, aloud to God, and he will hear me. In the day of my trouble, I seek you, Lord. In the night, my hand is stretched out without, weary, uh, without wearying. My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled, I cannot speak. I consider the days of old, the years long ago. And you, and you said, let me remember my song in the night. Let me meditate in my heart. Then my spirit made a delight, uh, a diligent search. Will the Lord spurn me forever and, and, and never again be favorable? I, I don't know what to do. I will remember, and it goes on, I remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God, not the God I'm trying to pursue. You are God who works wonders, and Jesus, I need you to do it now. You, might, you have made known your might among the peoples. Man, I want to encourage you in this. Know this. I have no idea what psalm that is. I just opened up to the book of Psalms. I have no idea. That was Psalm 77, just so you know. Uh, listen, sometimes when you're freaking out and you're trying to re realize something, I literally just opened up to the Psalm 77. Listen, you need to, when you need to re realize and, 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 and change your mind to something else, man, the word of God is awesome. Maybe you need to call somebody. Maybe you need to call your friend. Guys, you need to call a brother and go, hey, listen, I'm struggling. No joke, I have guys who will text me. Uh, and guys, I'd love to do that with you girls. We have, we have our ladies who would love to do that and be that for you. I have guys who text me sometimes at like, <laughs> uh, like 10 o'clock, like sometimes like 11, which I, I, I rarely see that. And they'll just say, bro, pray for me. And I know exactly what they're talking about. Accountability, bro, listen, replace it with something that honors the Lord.